evening. I am not Ben. And you are not visiting the Heroes of the Hydean Way. However, I am Leslie, and you will be joining us this evening, or whatever time you're listening to it, for a Lasers and Feelings hack, Ghostbusters style. Please relax yourself, perhaps behind locked doors, and listen to The Haunting on the Hydean Way. Bat noises. <laughs> Darkness. Pinpricks of light. Stars. Spinning galaxies. Planets of every color. On every direction, at every point, you see more and more. It's chaos. Beautiful, beautiful chaos. But is it? Slowly, over the eons, a pattern begins to emerge. And only those who pay very close attention can find it. But what happens when the immeasurable is measured? Step back, and then zoom in to a specific planet, a blue marble spinning through the Milky Way. Zoom in closer. It's fall here, but well past the beautiful reds and oranges, into the damp brown misery that comes before the first snow. Close in deeper, and you see rivers shimmering in the fading light. Closer, closer, cars chairs in parking spots, people wandering to and fro, an old abandoned-looking warehouse sitting in an off-road in the middle of a forest. Through the doors, more darkness, but there are no planets here. There are shadows and things that move. What you hear are echoes and a steady beep, beep, beep of a strange box in someone's hand. Ben? Sorry. Oh. Beltane? Yes. You're in a darkened room. You see shapes around you, like walls, chairs, and you know that somewhere in here, something is hiding. You have in your hand a tool that will help you find it, but you have to rely on your entire team to get the job done. What are we looking at? Who are we looking at? Beltane's in a light tan trench coat. Yeah, we'll go with trench coat. And a dark fedora type with a pretty white brim, not to be confused with a triple. Does it have two holes in it for Deveronian horns? They're holding up a smartphone that has this fairly large thing that clips into the USB port that like triples the size of it. Most people think that it's a battery charger and a secondary battery for it, but nah, in this case, there's these waveforms that are on there that almost look like an infrared scanner, but it's a black and white image, but it doesn't seem to be picking up normal stuff. As... Beltane is moving things around. You can definitely see like the wiring show up and then a bunch of other sort of sparkly smoky lines. There, that's it. Come on, I know you're out here. What the? You can stop hiding. Oddly, there is no response from the being beckoned. Who was our second party member? I guess that's me, huh? Uh, so, not too far away from Beltane, we've got a, a somewhat unremarkable looking regulation Ghostbusters franchise jumpsuit, you know, how it is, name on the front, in this case, Mason. He is holding a small box though it's not doing anything yet but it has a little dial on it and an antenna he looks over to Beltane and says I can I can use the ghost box if you think that'd help <laughs> oh well yeah that, that could definitely help 
Okay. <laughs> oh no. And he turns a little dial on the little box, and we start to hear it cycle through radio frequencies. Oh god. Extremely fast, creating just sort of a chaotic burst of static and occasionally very minute bits of actual speech that it gets off of the various radio frequencies. Of course, as any good Ghostbuster knows, ghosts can talk through radio frequencies by manipulating which frequencies this ghost box picked up. That's that's how it works. I mean, that's reality. It's not even fantasy. As you turn on your ghost box, you hear the standard <coughs> and then suddenly you hear Mar. And there's another co. Mar. And then there's a pause. Marco. And the, mm. the static continues unabated. Not again. Who's coming up behind Mason? We see a broad shouldered woman in a patched and ratty jumpsuit. Half of her long dark hair has been burned away six inches shorter than the other side. And she appears to have what looks like a golf bag, but with all the equipment sticking out of it, it might have been converted to serve as a proton pack chassis. And she seems to be perpetually smoking a cigarette. She nods towards the camera and says, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Can we see what her name tag says? Her name tag actually looks like it's been burned and torn away for the most part. You can make out a G on the front of it. This woman, Gable is her name, looks down towards Mason and says, nice ghost box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put it together myself on the way here on the train. Uh, little, little hobby, you know. Just a few parts from Radio Shack, which still exists in this timeline. Ghostbusters are keeping him in business and hobbyists of course she pulls out the cigarette blows out a cloud of smoke and says that's cool behind Gable we see one more member of the team yes this member of the team and you, you should definitely be hearing that with the air quotes that I definitely just put up in the air is an extremely average in every dimension individual average height average weight uh, it's really mousy brown hair parted off to the side with some attempt having been made clearly to to slick it back in some capacity he's sporting round tortoiseshell glasses and is not wearing the regulation jumpsuit but is instead wearing a yellow plaid shirt underneath a sweater vest and has 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 a bow tie on he has a name tag, but it was clearly drawn on a post-it with a sharpie, but laminated. Uh, the name tag says Desmond. Okay, as a participating field member, Desmond has a, a piece of technology that is appropriate to the circumstance. Do you have one in mind, or may I assign you one? Oh, please assign me one. That's That's fantastic. You have a slime blower. It is not the fully fledged auto generating slime blower of the better class of Ghostbusters. Cough, cough, the original class of Ghostbusters. That's proprietary technology, not always shared amongst the franchises. But might we even call them the real Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> you are actually wearing, it looks kind of like a, almost what you'd expect a kid to make a jetpack out of. It's got tanks that look oxygen tanks with some tubing that goes together and then it wraps around it and goes up under your arm and you're holding basically like a super soaker. I was about to ask if it pumped. It does. It is actually um, pump activated. It is pressurized, self-pressurized, but the pumping controls how much and how fast you're releasing it. Made it myself. Desmond is holding this instrument in the fashion of somebody who has never held even a toy gun before. Very awkwardly, both hands, and just holding it in this way that, like, he's taking it very seriously. Too seriously, probably. Mm -hmm. Are his hands shaking? 
Oh yes. There's a slight uh, clatter as as his hands shake. Maybe this is stupid, but I mean the ghost said Marco, right? Uh Polo? Uh, Desmond, the odds of a ghost knowing a juvenile child's game that they would play in a swimming pool are pretty low. Brandon, I would like you to make a roll. You are currently using the spirit box, so I will have you make a... It's going to end up being a three-die roll because you roll one at all times. You roll a second die if you have training or expertise. Well, you're all Ghostbusters. Even Desmond. You did the correspondence course. (laughs) And if you have the equipment. And while certain things like the proton pack will not give you the extra die roll because having the proton pack lets you do it in the first place, more ancillary equipment like the Ghost Box realize on a combination of your skills kind of working together with the information you're given from the ghost box. All right. So in lasers and feelings, you want to roll in relation to the way you're performing a task. This sounds like it would be a mind task because you're kind of cobbling together your information because you're trying to find this spirit. Works for me since... I decided my stat was a two. That means I need basically anything but a one on mind tests. Mm-hmm. So, but it'll go really badly as soon as I have to do anything physical. Not necessarily. You can trust dice. They're your friends. Mm. Boy, I do not have your confidence. I mean, it's a 33% chance. <laughs> I mean, I'm playing the GM. I don't have to roll dice this time. Indeed. So I have lots of confidence. Okay. I rolled a three. And a pair of twos. Okay. So in Lasers and Feelings, Ghostbusters hack and all versions, I imagine, if you roll the same number as your spirit, which is what guides where you are rolling for the tasks as a whole, you get to ask the GM a question. You have two of those. They also count as successes. So you can ask me two questions, and then I will give you the results of your roll. Or would you prefer it the other way around? In this case, I would probably prefer it the other way around. Okay, so what you glean as you continue to listen to your uh, spirit box, no offense, I'm not going to keep trying to do the sounds, is that is exactly what is happening. This spirit is playing with you. I mean, everybody saw that coming besides Mason himself. <laughs> okay. Um, question number one. Is the spirit malicious or just like being a jerk? (laughs) It's just being a jerk. Sure. What is the spirit's name? The name is Lamont. Lamont's just playing with us. Turns out he does know the game apparently. Lamont, if you're here with us right now, could you like, uh, I don't know, move that uh, candelabra over there, and Mason points at a candelabra that's over there. (laughs) Okay. There is a whoosh sound in between the four of you, and then in between the four of you again, and then the candelabra falls over. Okay, so we're talking class two, probably standard poltergeist kind of stuff. Yeah, class, class two. Sounds right. I mean, unless it tries to kill us. It's not like that happens a lot. I'm thinking Beltane just sort of shoes people into, like, out of the area right next to the candelabra and taking out a small squirt bottle of chalk dust and starts doing designs on the ground, trying to contain Lamont into position so that we could have a like less jerky discussion with them. <laughs> with what you're doing, I'm going to count that as that is a, a specific task. You're going to need two successes to do anything remarkably effective. But I'm going to say you're trained for this, mm-hmm. and you obviously 
you have the tool, I guess? Would this count as a third die? It kind of counts as a... Can only do it with it at the same time. I guess. Unless somebody else has a suggestion as to help Beltane correctly apply the chalk. Somebody can assist and roll one die. Hmm. Or uh, Beltane can just go at it alone. Well, my, uh, my style is regulation, so... I know what the handbook says about spreading around chalk. Like, there's a very specific set of steps in the Ghostbusters handbook. All right. Uh, in that case, you roll one die. <laughs> All right. And Beltane rolls two dice. Am I looking for mind? I hope. Y- yes, you're <laughs> both rolling mind rolls. I don't know why you'd need body for either of the tasks. I've got a four and a five. I've got a three, which okay. is a success for me. Yeah, and that's a success for me as well. Fractal patterns, Beltane. Fractal patterns. And then (laughs) Beltane will look over, tap their nose at Mason, reach into another pocket, pull out a strike anywhere match, light it off of their thumb, and light the chalk. We're not quite sure how this happens, but the chalk lights. I like it. It's it's is it a sustained flame or is it a spurt? It's a sustained flame, and it's green. Green flame. Back over in the corner, Gable smiles when the fire starts. (laughs) Well, I'm horrified. (laughs) The flame goes up. Is this a circle in the end? It's an actual containment kind of circle or shape? It's a containment kind of circle, but with designs on the inside. Okay, so as the flame goes up, it almost looks like a ray shield of variety. You can see some rippling with the strength, varying strength of the flames shooting up into this kind of tubular shape. And you can't see clearly, but there is definitely a figure moving within the confines. There you are. You hear a boom noise as the the figure collides with the containment. Want me to shoot it? What was the task again? Were we supposed to collect this one, or was this one just to get to stop being a jerk? You were supposed to release or detain, like exercise or detain, basically. You you needed to discourage it from remaining in its current location. If you could not get it to leave of its own free will, you had to bust it, as it were. Now, Lamont, if you don't want Gable here to shoot you, you should probably go away. There's a creaking sound, as though someone is sitting on the table where the candelabra had been. Mason shrugs, turns off the beard box, and uh, steps aside with a with a motion to Gable, like after you. <laughs> All right. And out of the golf bag, she pulls a neutrino wand that seems to be at least twice the necessary size and partially constructed of plywood, and kind of make out where the form is still sort of dancing around the in the chalk circle. Oh, it's currently parked on the table. Currently parked. You can on the see table. a little bit of a shimmer, as though somebody's sitting there, legs crossed, mm-hmm. elbows on their knees, just looking at you. All right, I guess I'm gonna take a shot. There's a rude gesture. It's faint and it's it's fleeting, but it's there. So this is gonna be two die roll because the wand lets you do the roll in the first place. Okay. Tell me how you're doing this. Well, okay. So I have a die for just because. What's the, because you're doing it. So is the second one, like, does tech and gear or enforcer apply in this case? Technically, it's because you're a Ghostbuster and you're doing what you're trained to do. Okay. Since tech and gear is your, your strong point, I will go ahead and give you that third die because it's an extra layer of skill in the matter. Okay. All right. Also, heaven only knows what you've done to this neutrino one. It is clearly not standard issue. No, not so much. It'll either work really well or explode. Uh, let's find out together. All right, is this a body, I take it? I would say so. I mean, you're you're aiming, you're holding a big, honking, doofy-shaped weapon. Okay. I have one six, so one, one did not work, but the other two were a one and a five, five being my number. So how does this work? Tell me how it looks as you fire it. Don't, don't interact with Lamont. Just tell me how you look <laughs> firing this. So we see Gable like, dig her heels in to the floor, Kind of, you know, got to bend the knees a little bit, supporting this ridiculous looking neutrino wand. And when she pulls the trigger on it, let's just uh, not even make it that standard issue. 
it hums up and fires a just kind of overpowered and less controlled orange's blast of energy that spirals out much like we've seen a lot of proton packs do all right so as the proton stream flies at lamont there's a moment where it penetrates the containment and you can see this greenish figure wrapped in the proton stream and it struggles against the proton string flailing but it cannot escape unfortunately it also kicks over the table that it was on. And the table is also slightly on fire. Process of damaging the chalk outline that was on the ground. So while you have Lamont entangled, Lamont is also no longer ensnared in the trap. Okay. So basically we've, we've traded one, one source of containment for another for the moment. Yes, gotcha. and I would like Desmond to make our last effort one direction or the other in handling this uh, spook, as it were. D Desmond, who has been looking at this entire situation and kind of gritting their teeth and making just this look of concern and you know flinching every time it looks like a piece of equipment is getting damaged in the process um sorry lamont i um polo i guess and shoots the slime blower all right um I'm going to say that your two uh, abilities do not lean into this. So you get to roll your existence and your experience die a piece. So although, Christine, go ahead and roll again, just one die, because you're trying to maintain control of L Lamont while Desmond is doing this. Okay. Gable. Gable, uh, not Christine. I rolled a three, so if this is a body roll, it's still a success. You are rolling body because you are doing a physical activity. So that means I'm rolling three dice. No, you're rolling two. Oh, okay. Although... The way I, I read the instructions was... You are actually correct, but I was doing it in Star Trek methods because I've been playing Star Trek. So we're just going to keep doing it the way I started. <laughs> okay. So you're correct. I apologize. So, so Christine just got a success. All, all Christine time. just got a success to add to the collection. Okay. I rolled a five and a three. So the five is, is no go. Because that's outside of my, my range. And a three is under my range. So that. So that's a total of what? Four successes? Or Christine, did you get three? Uh, I, had, I had two the first time and then one this time. Okay, so what happens is, oh, actually, no, sorry, Desmond, tell me about your firing. Let's see how you're doing this. Desmond is positioning his right elbow kind of into his own hip for, for stability because he really doesn't want to drop the expensive equipment and also really doesn't want to cause any more property damage than, than normal, so he's... Is, is really trying to be very precise with this, even though once it starts, the sort of, you know, kickback of the weapon just almost sends him flying backwards. Um, so mostly he just looks really awkward and does actually close his eyes for a moment in there as well. <laughs> okay. And might probably be saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, underneath his breath the entire time. So... As this stream of green goop, compressed slime, launches itself across the room, it hits Lamont within the cage of the proton stream. And you can actually see a full physical figure kind of outlined now in the expenditure of energy and the interaction of this psychokinetic energy that makes up the being with all of the variables that you are throwing into it. And what you see is actually like a middle-aged banker man in a full like classy vest and suit with shiny shoes and everything that's really paunchy, like just 
comfortable and big rosy cheeks and a big, big grin. And then all of a sudden, he just pulls straight up and pulls out of the stream and pulls away from the slime and disappears through a far wall, leaving a big green splatter. In a moment of uh, dismayed silence that follows, all of the lights that were vaguely illuminating everything go out, and then just tons of lights come back on, and you are standing in what amounts to, like, a TV set. And you can see the damage that you perpetrated, but you can also see that the walls are just plyboard. And that table that looked really classy in the dark, also plyboard. And you hear over the loudspeaker, Thank you, I believe that will be enough. Please turn off your weapons, and will you put out that cigarette? There's a long pause. Gable will slowly <laughs> holst, like depower and holster the neutrino wand, take one more draw on the cigarette, and then drop it to the floor and uh, stamp it out with a heel of her boot. The ground beneath you is polished concrete. You are standing in the bottom floor of this warehouse, the first two stories of which are almost completely open and have been converted into a sort of Ghostbuster obstacle training course. And from behind you, through the quote-unquote front doors of the room that you are in, strides a woman. She's probably 5'10", but has a mass of just black curls that make her look about four inches taller. And she has fabulous just jewelry everywhere. Got some big old gold earrings, like three necklaces, a couple different pendants going on, a couple of rings. And she is dressed in like six layers. She is the kind of person who likes having a turtleneck and a scarf and a vest and a sweater. And she's wearing a very nice straight skirt and very business-like heels and is carrying a clipboard and a pen and a very unimpressed expression. I thought you were the premier tier of franchise, but here you are, not really making the effort. You, with the spirit box. Uh, yes, ma'am. You got his name. You knew that he was playing a game, and yet your first instinct when he doesn't leave, when he is in a containment circle, is to have someone shoot him. I, I mean, technically, my first instinct, uh, with respect, ma'am, is was to ask him to leave, and then, and then after that, shoot him. When he didn't, not like, not like shoot him while he's leaving. He, he was he was in a containment circle, very nicely executed, well, right, by the but, way. But. He, he, he was churlish. Well, that I cannot deny. That is true. I will say that you all score top marks on your execution of use of your tools. So that is good. I question your tactics. We will have to revisit your results of the written exam, but we will be doing that tomorrow. Wait, were we already supposed to have done that? <laughs> The tests were supposed to have been submitted this morning. No worries, you did yours. I know that. Oh, cool. Yep, we all we all did ours, and we turned them in on time. Yes. Yes. I'm sure I will look and find that that is the case. It's definitely, definitely the case. Yes. Desmond look, looks over at Gable and tries to give you a very, like, uh... <laughs> like sneaky kind of head nod but it's not particularly subtle <laughs> Gable in turn like smiles gives you like head nod back and goes nice <laughs> <laughs> at Gable's nice uh, the woman looks up from her clipboard where she's making notes and she just kind of arcs an eyebrow and then she just shakes her head this woman is one part corporate moral support and PR, one part assistant principal, one part hall monitor. 
So she could be your friend or she could be hell on earth. It's hard to tell what it will be in the next moment. What's her name? Do we know? Her name is Joanna Learish. And for those of you that did not get the eagle eye view as you swooped in through the parking lot, the building you're in is labeled the Learish Glass Foundry and Sundry. Mm. But as she finishes making her marks, she kind of sighs and rolls her shoulder and relaxes and stuffs her pen in her hair. All in all, you did fine. As long as you get decent marks on the paperwork, you will be good to continue performing under the name Ghostbusters. There will be no extra fees levied against you for damages. They are all done within the course of training. She, she says this kind of looking over at Desmond with a nod. Desmond will definitely kind of straighten up and do his best to make it look like he understands. Now, if you will all follow me upstairs, we're going to adjourn to the recreation room so I can get a drink. Non-alcoholic because you are armed and we have access to proton packs. She waves you over to a freight elevator that will take you to the third floor. It's been a while since I adjourned anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is she leaving us alone to do this or is she coming with us? She, she actually walked over to the freight elevator waving for you to follow her. Okay. And it's one of those old school elevators that you can tell at one point was probably water powered, but has been converted. <laughs> um, and it's got those creaky fences that you kind of expand. Although when she goes to open it, it takes, you know, and then there's a crash as she gets it all the way open and she almost falls over. Straightens up, straightens her skirt, straightens her sweater and steps in. When she walks away, Desmond will kind of lean in to Gable. Don't worry, I, I saw that you hadn't uh, finished your paperwork, and so I submitted it for you. Um, I got a couple wrong on purpose, uh, but <sighs> uh, otherwise it should be a, a decent score. Again, that smile, and Gable holds up a hand, awaiting a high five. <laughs> Desmond looks behind himself. Oh, oh, me? Yeah. Oh. And it is the weakest high five. Mm -hmm. They almost miss. <laughs> oh, sweetie. Uh, I'm just sort of thinking with this Beltanal, see what's going on. Having made sure that Desmond actually had done the exam, because, well, if we don't do this, that would be bad. Then just sort of, not so much claps Desmond, but does that sort of wraps their arm around Desmond, one around Gable's like, see, this is all going to work out in first rounds on Desmond. Sounds good. <laughs> I, I do feel a little bad. I think mm -hmm. it just kind of wanted to play. Yeah. Or at least not mess up its suit. So like, is that a friendly ghost? I mean, it, you know, relatively benign. I mean, there are worse ways of dealing with the afterlife. Cool. I mean, weird that they're around here, though. Even if they are friendly, it's like, it's sort of think with all the Ghostbusters coming through, doing their certifications. This would be a bad place, especially if you cut the wrong crew. Maybe well, it's I, like... I, I, I think that, I mean, according to... I mean, I, I probably shouldn't know some of the background info. You know, there are some ghosts that are willing to... You know, it's fine. It's ghost parole. Ghost parole. Yeah, right? Joanna looks at you a lot and... Y'all come... Sorry, she's from Pittsburgh. She would not say y'all. Y'all. Uh, however, she's better trained than to say yins, so... <laughs> uh, okay. Will you be joining me? Mason will step into the elevator. Yep. Yep. Oh, I thought we were having the conversation in the elevator. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I sort of. Figured... I thought you were having it away from the elevator, considering it started the with the conversation first about part of the conversation yeah. was away yeah. from the okay. elevator, yeah. and then Beltane, I think, kind of 
Oh, with it, arms around, yeah. like had arms around us and kind of ushered us forward. Yeah, gotcha. And gotcha. getting in by the time we get into public is when the first round is on Desmond came up. Well, actually, what's happening is she is taking you to the third floor where you will join her in the recreation lounge of the Ghostbusters Training Center of Pittsburgh. And as you open up into this broad, lovely room, it's it's very nicely appointed, comfortable kind of old-timey chairs that you can tell have probably just been reclaimed from properties that didn't want them anymore. The... um. Stuffing is slightly damaged. Some of them are propped up on odds and sods to make them balanced. There's a couple of old pinball machines, a pool table, and a whole like kitchenette with a variety of beverage choices. There's coffee, there's tea, hot water, cold water, fridge full of pop. And you will see as you emerge into the room, a slightly floating green figure of a banker in a vest making himself a cup of tea. And as you disembark from the elevator, Joanna says, Lamont, to your tray. Lamont rolls his head and he floats over to a corner of the kitchen, which is over like a little, like two foot by two foot inch deep tray. And he stirs his tea and he drinks his tea. And because he's a ghost, it goes straight through him. (laughs) And as you all emerge, he nods like, respectfully but not really impressed Hmm. and she says grab a seat uh everything's quiet right now i know that our home team is currently away in dc helping out on a rather sticky situation but uh, you are welcome to stay here for the evening or report back to your hotel that is your call there's a beep not very loud but insistent and she sighs not another one If you'll excuse me, that is our uh, alarm. Again. And again. She goes over. She opens the door. And you see this hub of technology. Now, you knew that in some of the more involved franchises, they have full networks of surveillance for the city. But I don't know how many of you would have actually seen one in action. This looks like you're on a submarine bridge with radar screens and TV screens and all sorts of button switches, dials, and because it's cool looking vacuum tubes. <laughs> well, you gotta get the occult in there somehow. As she opens the door, you see one particularly large vacuum tube kind of goes with a blue light and it coincides with the beep. Wow, it's, it's just like in that Batman movie, you know, the Christopher Nolan one where he fights Gentleman Ghost, because Gentleman Ghost is a very popular DC villain now, instead of a complete, like, D-stringer. I'm just going to keep adding details about this alternate universe we live in. Before heading over, Desmond will just veer in the direction of Lamont. I'm really sorry. Uh, Bye. And then head, head back over. As you walk away from Lamont, you hear him say, Polo. (laughs) And then he just keeps drinking his tea. Desmond will crack a little smile. Beltane's going to be looking over shoulders, like trying to see as much of the tech that's going on, seeing where things are going on. Gable? Gable seems to be more interested in the uh, the coffee bar. (laughs) It's going to be (laughs) going about fixing... uh, Fixing herself a nice uh, nice cup with plenty of cream and sugar added to it. There is ample supply for you. Um, for those of you joining Joanna in the, uh, the office, she is just rubbing her face frustrated. Like activating, deactivating certain parameters. And you see like little lines on the screen go on and off. And she's like, okay. I don't know your particular fields of experience. What I do know is that we have been having this problem for the past six months. There's a ping, and then it fades. And there's a ping, and then it fades. 
can you make sense of it? Because the home team said it wasn't a big deal because the ping wasn't big. But I swear it's getting worse, and they're still not doing anything about it. Have you uh, tried turning it on and off again? Off she looks at you, again, I guess, right. reaches over, and flips the switch again. Or retacking the whole system. I mean, like, you know, everything. Still like an equipment. This is directly intertwined with our containment unit. Ah, okay. Well, then. Do we have a oh, yeah, D- don't turn that off. <laughs> Gable says as she finally joins in the room. <laughs> Desmond's eyes are just wide. Do we have a map of where all these beeps came up? Or is it just on the same place all the time? Uh, it's the same area, but it's not in a heavily trafficked... Well, surprise you not to be heavily trafficked. Uh, it's kind of in the middle of the river. Well, the three rivers, if we're going to be honest. Mm. She uh, hits a couple of buttons and then turns to a old clickety-clackety keyboard, the kind that Brandon uses. <laughs> <laughs> and rapid fire types in some instructions and another screen uh, next to the radar style green outline with blue ley line kind of markings on it uh, comes up and it's basically Google Maps. <laughs> but it's not Google Maps. It's somebody give me a, an anti Google name or a non Google name. It's it's Google Maps. It's a satellite map reference system. Or it's Ask Jeeves, but Similar to, but legally distinct from... Jeeves the ghost, and to ask to search anything, you have to use a digital talking board. They they, are, they originally had um, tried to copyright Google. Uh, unfortunately, certain parties with significantly more reach poo-pooed the notion. Like, like Google? <laughs> uh, I've got a feeling that Beltane's going to have like an old-school like reporter's pad that's out and drawing furiously nice. with a pencil trying to copy this down. The general layout of the rivers, the ley line, putting down large dots where every one of the pings have shown up just so that there's something that they can take with them that isn't electronic. So Joanna will bring up the map, and it is indeed the three rivers of Pittsburgh. The Monongahela, the Allegheny, becoming the Ohio. And it's smack in the middle of Pittsburgh, which is, if you know or do not, is the city of bridges. There are 40 bajillion bridges everywhere. She kind of pages through the different views of the maps, the street map, the locations map, all the different kind of options you have into the image. And then she... (laughs) I'm going to sit here and not be broken for a second. Oh, For the benefit of the audience, (laughs) I put in the chat, I got a cousin named Bridge just to... um, Somebody. I'll let you all figure it out. Well, that's okay, because Mason has a a cousin named Mortar, so why not? Yeah. (laughs) Don't, Don't you mean you have a cousin named Bridget? No, no, just bridge. (laughs) And before you ask, no, it's not that her legal name is Bridget and she goes by bridge. Her legal name is bridge. Yep. Okay. So you get used to it after a while. Joanna just kind of looks at you all and shakes her head motions to Beltane since Beltane seems to be Mm. taking notes. She indicates a couple of specific small blue lines that kind of comprise their PKE network. It's uh, certain sensors and buoys they have set up around the uh, city to try and kind of ping things. And she's like, well, all of it seems to be coming from Point Park. But here's the thing. Nothing ever happens in Point Park. There is activity on the point, but it's at... The forts, it's at Fort Pitt, it's at Fort Duquesne. Nothing happens at the point. I mean, it's got history, but everything in Pittsburgh has history. So it's just been weird. A long sip of coffee lowers the mug. Well, have you sent anybody there to check it out? No, because I'm the only one in town and the others don't think it's worth anything. 
Could it just be some oh. kind of residual haunting? You know, run of the mill class one. You know, little little spooky maybe, but yeah, there really haven't been any reports of that area. But and then as she's speaking, there's another pong of the of the vacuum tube, and a little blue emergency rotating light starts going off. And she's, okay, there hasn't been any alerts or sightings until now, apparently. She rotates over and starts tapping at the, the keyboard again and brings up what you look at looks kind of like the tip line. And she scrolls through it, scrolls through it, scrolls through it. Okay, this has just got to be a prank. They're saying that there's some sort of riot at Point Park, but this doesn't make any sense. Is there a client? Oh, the city of Pittsburgh's a client. I mean, we're on their payroll. I mean, aren't you guys on Philadelphia's? Yeah. Another Our long sip of coffee. are complex and currently under review. So, you know, not up for uh, there was discussion incident. necessarily. I, that is re- currently being assessed. So, uh. So why don't you uh, why don't you cut <laughs> us in, and uh, we'll go take a look at this for you. So it's recovered under your insurance. Well, we I mean, probably this is, are not. This is a training facility. As long as you sign the waivers when you got here, which you did because I watched you do it. Technically, as long as we are under any training activity, we should be good. And she's talking to you, and she kind of rubs her face in that thoughtful way, and kind of runs her hand through her her massive. I'm seriously picturing like Raven Black, but Miss Frizzle Curls, just kind of. And she's fiddling with one of her necklaces. It kind of looks like a monocle, almost, you know. And she's turning it over in her hands, and she's okay. Let's 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 do it. This will be a sanctioned training event, and you four will get to use. Limited equipment. We can fortunately get there without going through a tunnel because we're not allowed to go through tunnels with proton packs. Really? It seems overly uh, cautious. It is an explosion hazard. Okay. <laughs> Joanna spins around in her chair and... Okay, um, you took the train. We will take the lunchbox. Grab your gear. Let's roll. We're gonna fit in a lunchbox. Okay. Uh, just a just a, a small point of clarification regarding the equipment that you are going to loan us. Are we also under waivers for that particular equipment? Well, you brought your own scanner. She looks over at Beltane. Um, spirit box, which is relatively new tech, not something I've seen a lot of. Uh. I suppose you'd call that a proton pack, although I feel that it is not up to regulation, given that it is missing its control module on the muzzle. Oh, don't worry. There's there's accounting for regulation. I have checked. Right. It's right? safe enough. There's a lot of loopholes in regulation when you like read it closely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the well, the important part is considering that we've. You know, technically, already done our our entire training. Uh, yeah, believe so that we were. No, but if you'll allow me to finish what okay. I was positing, um, further wear and tear on our existing equipment also would be covered by your establishment. I see what you're doing here. All right then. Any wear and tear or damage coming to your equipment in the service of our city would fall under our city's uh, controls and agreements and contracts. And while this is a training exercise, yes, it's covered. Good? I'm satisfied. Cool. All right, now I know you're all up to snuff on your technology. I just want to say, I don't trust technology. Does your doodad work as a PKE meter to Beltane? 
Yeah, it does something like what a PKE meter does, but it allows me to visualize everything instead of it just being a bloop bloop. It gives me a interesting two-dimensional representation of where everything's coming in. So instead of it just being a one-dimension swing things around, it gives me a picture of how the PKE is showing up. And is that your own design? Yeah. Well, me and Imbolc were able to do a thing, sure. Mostly. Still working out some of the hmm. bugs here. Okay. But it's otherwise very expensive equipment that took a lot of R&D to develop, so, you know, if anything were to happen to it, <laughs> you know, fairly costly, just just so your city knows. You're covered within reason. <sighs> because while you man your books, I man ours, and I know how to play the game. She levels a look at you. Game? All right, I know how to read the books. Shall we? Do we get this, Harry? <laughs> well, we're not going to get there very quickly without it. This is Pittsburgh. In that case, finger guns. <laughs> That's when we like, takes- like screen wipe to like us stuck in traffic somewhere or get stuck on the. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're just one hundred percent. We're just halfway through the through a tunnel. Oh, oh we can't. We can't go in a tunnel. No, we can't go in a tunnel, and I actually picked a location where you wouldn't have to. You're just going to hop on 376. <laughs> You're going to dodge some uh, construction, because this is, is, after all, Pennsylvania. And you're going to annoy a lot of people with your siren. Nice. As well we should. I'm not going to try and do the siren noise. But uh, So you screen wipe into the lunchbox, which is just one of those oddly shaped, not quite panel vans. It's, it's like if uh, one of those shoebox cars or those tennis shoe shaped cars that are low and squat kind of mixed with a panel van. Long, blocky, and you can see why it's called the lunchbox because it's all white with the big logo on either side. All you need is a handle on the top and it looks like a lunchbox. And so you cruise down the highway, down 376, past all sorts of Bridges and traffic and nonsense, and you arrive in downtown Pittsburgh. While we drive, there is, since we do have cellular telephones, there is a a group text in the encrypted chat program that Desmond made you all download. (laughs) According to my records, Gable, your equipment is technically the most expensive, just for your information, no reason. But Mason, I know that you could use a new fuse converter so just for your information no reason (laughs) uh huh (laughs) so i'm assuming then we've got um joanna driving and every once in a while she'll point out things as you drive by you'll see billboards for the uh one the night of a thousand andes for the warhol museum you'll see an ad for the zombie fest Something about beer and ketchup, because, again, Pittsburgh. (laughs) Coleslaw and sandwiches, all that good stuff. And then, at the very end, after you've gotten kind of off the highway, there's a point where you're descending, and there is a convergent lane ascending next to you. A three-car-length space where Joanna swings violently into the other lane, cutting off three people and then hangs an immediate left to drop you into downtown Pittsburgh. And suddenly, you're driving on a normal city road. All right, we're almost there. Just a heads up. We're gonna have to hoof it. The parking is not close to the park. I'm sure you can just drop us off. That's fine. Uh, no. You're under me while you're here. I'm not letting you out of my sight. There's not going to be any accidents, convenient or otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Accidents. How can you save no accidents? Of course there's going to be accidents. I mean, really. You've seen us in training. There's going to be accidents. She, She sees a parking spot down a ways 
where it's technically a loading lane. But as she kicks it into gear, picks up speed, and then does an e-brake turn in the parking <laughs> spot, she looks at you and says, Accidents within reason. Fine. Parked. All right. Let's see what we got. Remember where we parked. How come we missed the van? <laughs> she puts a little placard hanging from the rearview mirror that says, On business, no tickets. <laughs> and as soon as everybody's out standing in the, the fading light of a an early October evening, the mist picks up, and the wind blows, and you get a doot-doot as she locks the doors. All right, let's do this. Another cigarette comes out. So Joanna kind of waves you over. Point Park's this way. And as you're walking, it's like there are people there, but they don't seem to be going anywhere. They're just kind of hanging out, looking at the park. And at this point, you guys aren't where you can see anything. So you walk down around a path, kind of get around the outside of the museums and the the, the buildings that are there. And as you round the corner around these people that all have their phones up, recording the scene before them, <laughs> you see that Point Park in the distance is a wash in a blue light. There are dozens upon dozens of figures standing there, milling around. There's no sound. There's nobody interacting with them. They're just... Standing there. Somebody next to you with their phone pivots and says, Dude! Dude, it's the Ghostbusters! That's so awesome! Are you gonna bust some ghosts? Do you see the ghosts? There are ghosts there. So cool. Can I follow you? Sure. No. 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 <laughs> you, you can't follow us on this particular excursion, but you can follow us on all of our social media channels. <laughs> There's... A, a girl standing nearby says, they're not the Ghostbusters. They don't look a thing like the Ghostbusters. I mean, who are you people? I mean, you, you fake Ghostbusters or are you Faux-Busters? You're Faux-Busters. All right. Hashtag Faux-Busters. Click, click. Takes a picture. Posted. Uh, hashtag. Not. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I got him. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's devastated. <laughs> oh no! I'm just sort of thinking that Beltane's going to like, since Beltane seems to be one of the more handsy ones, uh, will do the armor around them, grabbing their phone hand and going out to full extension, somehow finding their photo app. Like using the shortcut that's normally there, and it's like grabbing a selfie. Yeah, we may be full, but this is the closest you're ever gonna get. And snaps a shot. <laughs> we are not actually foe. Uh, just to be clear. Yeah, I don't think we're friends. Well, I, I don't oh, think that's what she oh, meant. I think she oh, meant foe oh. as in. Well, no, uh, I totally meant the faux as in fake, like faux leather. Well, you you are correct in that we are not the Pittsburgh Ghostbusters, but we are the Philadelphia Ghostbusters. Didn't you guys have some major explosion last month? That is still being investigated. Nothing has been proven. Just for <laughs> your information. Joanna, in the meantime, has stalked ahead and is standing past where all the bystanders have stopped looking at this space full of ghosts. And she turns back around and says, are you coming? Just dealing with the public. Uh, if you, if you, uh, if, if, if you want to post any, any, any pictures of us, uh, there, there is an Instagram account, but you have to tag us with the, the filibusters. Okay. Goodbye. And walks away.
listening to this episode of Hauntings on the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at the Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter, and sometimes Beltane, at Deuteria Mice. You can find me, Ren, also on social media, <laughs> at Atomic Firebird. Or Make Believe Info if you want to just follow my Twitch stuff. You're so good. I had to say it or else Leslie would have yelled at me. <laughs> I don't yell. Chastise with love. Mm-hmm. You can find Christine on Twitter at Twelfth Night. It's one two th night with a K. Is that cash? That's not like cash. Yeah, that no. that got that got really like you're you're reading us a nice gentle bedtime story. <laughs> I, I was like not that. it was not intended t- not intended to be cash, but we'll we'll go with it. It's a little bit different. And you can find <laughs> Leslie flailing because she has no idea what's going on at Leslie GS. And they say Brandon still haunts at Blue of the Kin to this very day. (laughs) Also, ghosts. Also, if you want uh, some nice Star Trek adventures actual play, Brandon GM's one (laughs) over at Endeavor Show, Endeavor with a U on Twitter. There are no ghosts there yet. 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 But I mean. Will there be candles? <laughs> it, it's Star Trek. You know, it's bound to happen sooner or later. I mean, there's a still. So who knows what archaic technology. Yeah, there, are, there are no ghosts, but there are spirits. <laughs> <laughs> and we are all at nice. where you can find previous episodes. That's so much less. It, 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 I, I keep expecting like another sentence. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Plus, you can help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. We're also on Facebook as The Hydean Way, and you can holocom us at heroes at thehydeanway.com. Uh, if you like what we do and want to support the show, you can uh, float on over to patreon.com slash thehydeanway. And if there's something strange in your neighborhood, bummer. But <laughs> alternately, <laughs> if you want to buy us a coffee, you can do so at ko-fi.com slash the Heidi and way. But we'll, we'll, we promise not to give it a skip. And since this is not Star Trek, Star Trek, Star it, Wars. It's not Star Trek, but it's also <laughs> true. Star- uh, so it wouldn't be, it would be do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. And then there are your bloopers. <laughs> but there are no bloopers because we were totally on game the entire time. I, I was about to say, isn't this whole whole thing a blooper? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> the, the episode is the intro, a few seconds of silence, the outro. <laughs> <laughs> no tickets. <laughs> and then okay. all of the stuff is after that. <laughs> all right. No tickets, hashtag filibusters. Bat noises. Bats don't go work, Ren. (laughs) But they do go quay. Do 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 And then there are your bloopers. Dark fedora type with a pretty white brim, not to be confused with a triple. Does it have two holes in it for Deveronian horns? <laughs> Sorry. Nice ghost they have box. Pod racing here on Mount Stair very fast, very dangerous. <laughs> oh no, now I know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't, and I look forward to finding I out. I was so slow um, on the uptake. <laughs> behind. But might we even but call them the, the real Ghostbusters? <laughs> Oh crap! I, I th- earlier today I was like, I'm gonna ask who gets to be the gorilla, and I forgot to make that joke. <laughs> well, you just oh, do do do. What is the spirit's name? Probably not Marco. <laughs> Unless well, that's why he loves Marco Polo. <laughs> uh, Lamont. What if it is Marco Polo? <laughs> I don't think, don't think Marco Polo ever hung out in Pittsburgh, but maybe. You don't know. I don't. That's true. Do, do, do. Wow, it's, it's just like in that Batman movie. You know, the Christopher Nolan one where he fights Gentleman Ghost. <laughs> <laughs>
because Gentleman Ghost is a very popular DC villain now, instead of a complete, like, D-stringer. I'm just going to keep adding details about this alternate universe we live in. <laughs> I know nothing about DC, so okay, that's awesome. Do-do-do! Somebody give me a, an anti-Google name or a non-Google name. It's, it's Boogle Maps. <laughs> I was going to say it's, it's Google, but with G-H. Oh. Like, it's go- oh, that would be Google. Google. <laughs> Google Maps. Yeah, Google or... It's still pronounced Google. Boo. Google. <laughs> or, or... It's a satellite map reference system. Or it's Ask Jeeves, but... Similar to, but legally distinct from... Jeeves is a ghost, and to ask to search anything, you have to <laughs> use a digital talking board. Do-do-do. It is an explosion hazard. It also makes it really hard to get around Pittsburgh. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I might have been too too tickled with that when I thought of it. Just quick time out, because my brother was all excited, like, well, if we're talking Pittsburgh, you've got to include a tunnel. And I'm like, you don't want proton packs in tunnels. <laughs> They're definitely an explosive hazard. Yeah. Which just makes... Everything about Pittsburgh inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're you're definitely not wrong. It's just uh yeah. Man. Okay. Sorry. Thank you, Brandon, for understanding to, that. I don't think I've ever been to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is beautiful and wonderful. Everybody should visit. If you like baseball, PNC Park is one of the most beautiful in the league. I'm sure Heinz Field is lovely, but who cares about football? <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of good stuff in Pittsburgh. I really love uh, Pittsburgh. I love it. But it, it is... It's a great city. It is true that, like, at least when I was living there, which was, like, 2010, 2011, Pittsburgh had the most bridges of any city in the world. Yes, even more than Venice. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe I was living there when that changed. I forget if it was because Pittsburgh built a bridge or because Venice got rid of a bridge. <laughs> But it's also because it is, as Leslie has mentioned, at the confluence of three rivers on top of also just being like kind of built on top of itself a lot. It's very confusing to get around when you're new there. It's kind of a ridiculous city, but we're going to have to travel in the in the city anyway. Yeah. So it's also all like amongst mountains. So there's tunnels everywhere, too. Basically, if you visit Pittsburgh and you're not a comfortable city highway driver... <laughs> Find someone else to drive you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back. Do, do, do. I'm not going to try and do the siren noise. Sorry. We're just going to have to wait for someone's sirens to come by. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon already had his dose of sirens for the night. Hopefully we're done. Do, do, do. If, you, if, you, uh, if, if, if you want to post any, any, any pictures of us, uh, there, there is an Instagram account, but you have to tag us with the, the filibusters. Okay, goodbye. And <laughs> walks away. That's amazing. That's, a great, that's, great. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, that's your cut. Did I hear that's our cut? That yeah. sounds like the perfect place to cut. I, I'm I'm inclined to. You have to tag us with the filibusters. Ren, high five. <laughs>